up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Back here in Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back again for episode 252. In the heart of all things, of course, that's Clarendon, where Studio 1A is located. We're back with a full crew. I've got uh, one co-host right across from me. It's Julie Cully. Julie, what's up? Uh, we're we're broadcasting in the afternoon today. Yes. Um, I think I'm not sure. Are we morning people? Are we evening people? Well, we gotta find that out. I, I we, we will find that out. I know our other co-host, Williamie Docks. Uh, he is a not a morning person. I believe that's right. Let's bring him in, Williamie Docks. Docks, what's up? I mean, if you want me to break this down for you guys, I'm I'm not much of a morning person yeah. in, unless I try, and after 8 yep. p.m. I'm worthless. <laughs> So there's a really small window in the day where, where you can actually get something productive out of me. We better get this show in then. We better hustle through this show. We got a small window. Julie and I late once again. Uh, so sorry, Docs. Uh, but yeah, we're broadcasting here Friday afternoon. We're trying to tweak the times. People have got new job Behind the scenes, too many details that nobody cares about. We've got... You know, jobs that are starting, different jobs. So we're really trying to tweak it and figure out what the sweet spot of the schedule is. I'm not even sure Julie can do this podcast. Is your boss okay with with you uh, doing this podcast? I don't know. He doesn't listen, so it's fine. <laughs> Docs, is your boss okay with you doing this podcast? Uh, no, this is this is my last show. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we got 252 in at least. Uh, we do have a big show. Excited. Uh, to be joined on the phone by a guest who we've had in the past, uh, a real inspiring guy uh, who is uh, who has a foundation that's doing great things. Uh, the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation founder Neil Lawson will join us on Pace the Nation today. Uh, Neil and his team are putting on a, a in person road race um, in November. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the foundation. Julie and I have danced for the foundation. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Neil's dance for the foundation. Docs uh, is next. Is we, Docs we, going to dance for the foundation? Maybe that's as long as it's before 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> we will pitch. We will pitch that to Neil. That's a good idea. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, he'll be the only one on this podcast who hasn't done the the Dancing with the Stars event Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation partners with. So let's uh, let's talk to Neil about that. Uh, also on today's program, um, it came down, the decision on Minnesota track uh, came down. We're going to talk about that. Uh, also, I, it, you know, I, I fancy myself as a social media aficionado. Wow. And I've got... Um, Some I've got, high praise. I've got a couple of... Uh, uh, things that I want to get to. I, you know, I haven't talked about my, my social media uh, skills and do's and don'ts recently, so we're going to talk about... Some, I know, it's been wonderful. <laughs> I know, we're going to talk about some relevant things happening, and I'm going to give you uh, what I think about these two things that are happening on social media. And uh, I want to get your guys' take, and I'll let you guys know uh, what I think. Uh, and then Docs, um, he's got some, some information we want to get to on... Um, Maybe a road race that uh, he that Docs might be doing. So, we've got a big show, a lot to get into on today's program. Uh, Docs, I was worried that um, outside your studio it might be a little loud today. 
So did they finish up mowing the lawn? Is that done? Yeah, the 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 lawn mowing is is uh, completed. It's a nightmare because the people who who built the house behind me, which was so rude, uh, they they ha- they hire somebody who has like I think the lawn mower is like exactly the size of the footprint of the lawn. It's enormous and it's so loud, and like it's so big. It, like I don't know. It's it's so unnecessary. So they were out there like mowing the lawn just before we started and I texted you guys because it absolutely picked up on the mics but they're done they were done about 15 minutes before you guys called in uh but then maybe five minutes before you called the the kid next door uh who is obviously training to be in the NBA because nobody plays more basketball than this kid uh (laughs) just like starts bouncing the ball and I was like oh no but but I I guess it was just a quick quick session for him because he's already done you know, I, I, I brought that up because everybody's working from home. And, you know, these things that you can't control, like when you go to your office, you can control it. You can't control the guy who's trying out for the NBA. You can't control the guy pulling the tractor out and mowing his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the decibels of, of noise that are outside your house when you're working. I, you know, I, I feel bad. What, what, what are you experiencing at your home office, Julie? Have you had these distractions? Yeah, from about 1230, 12.20 p.m. to 12.35 p.m. every day, I hear James and Paul taking oh, a bath. Kids, of course, yes. And they come rolling in, and I'm like the room next door, and there's just screeching and squealing and slamming on the doors and... Yeah. You know, I I think that's a good argument, though, because the, the home life, the background noise, the neighbors, the things, you know, the, in, the in-house distractions are one thing. But I wouldn't exactly say that an office space is a controllable environment unless you have a door, <laughs> a door and blackout windows and the ability to make it look like you're never there. Um, and maybe some like booby traps in front of your office door so that people won't come bother you. That's true. That's that is no, true. I, I think it's just an argument from somebody who's never worked in an office environment. <laughs> that's, that's what I was hearing. Here's what I do. Here's what I do. I actually go to because I, I don't want to deal with because Julie is is set up camp at home and I don't want to deal with the I love the you know the the kids not that I don't love my kids but just I don't get want to, to the with, story <laughs> stop doing <laughs> your grace so I, I sit here I sit here in this podcast room that's got this beautiful picturesque window overlooking Clarendon and then behind me is a big poster board size cut out of my head kind of like a fat head if people know what fat do people still know what fat heads are yeah i think yeah. people probably it's know what fat heads probably are the generation that listens to this podcast yeah. so i've got that sitting behind me of me uh so you're so you just come in here to stare at yourself yeah, and well, blow up your ego by. a little bit more yeah, it's it, it, it is a thing to make it about me I yeah think. yeah but i don't know why i haven't gotten rid of this this fat head behind me but i've gotten many people who walk by, they point at that. I've had, you know, at least in this past week, I've had three people who point at that and then point at me. And they acknowledge that that's, that's, that that person behind me is me. And are we going to make this whole podcast about you? I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I've also had other people, you know, I'm a big fan of the junkies, uh, uh, the, the, the junkies, the other, uh, the other podcasts that I listen to other than pace the nation. Uh, so I've had people come up to me last week. Somebody came up to me and 
they just put their phone and they were listening to the junkies and they put their phone to the window. Kind of like that, uh, that scene from look at me. I'm, I'm always, uh, referencing, uh, movie scenes now from goodwill hunting where they say, you know, how do you like them apples? What do you think of them apples? What's the, what's the line? Um, how about them apples? Matt, Matt Damon. Yes. Yes. How about them apples? That's kind of what it was. Do you like apples? How about them apples? Yes, exactly. I got her number. Um, How about them apples? Yeah, so that's what this guy put up. Matt Damon just had a birthday. He did. Speaking of celebrating birthdays. No, I don't don't know. I'm just trying to get you off this train. Like like you're giving (laughs) us every freaking detail of of all of the things that happen except for you actually getting any work done. Right. Yeah. So it is the distraction. And all just about needed. swelling his ego, too. Yeah. I'm thinking about starting a podcast with you, Docs. You want to yeah. start something on the side <laughs> where we can't be interrupted by the ego? Anyways, I just wanted to bring it up. Docs brought that up, but I thought it was a good way to uh, start off the show. Uh, it is. Uh, everybody's working in different environments now. Well, the distractions uh, some stuff. people are working. Yeah. Other well, people well, are people waving are to the neighbors <laughs> as they walk down the street. Or waiting for people to acknowledge. Taking that, a break to yeah. go over to the Trader Joe's and get some food. Yeah, you know I need breaks. Go and chat with the employees. <laughs> yep. All right, Docs, you're right. Let's transition out of that topic. Uh, next up, excited to be joined on the phone by Neil Lawson. He is the founder of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. Uh, Neil Lawson lost his wife, Jennifer Bush Lawson, six years ago, and he started this amazing foundation to honor her legacy. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Julian Docs, we are excited to be joined on the line by the founder of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation, it is Neil Lawson. Neil, how are you? I am doing great, guys. How are you all? Oh man, we are doing well. Great to great to reconnect with you. Um, we uh, have had you on the program in the past, and importantly, you are a Pace the Nation listener. So, wh- did you did you li- did you start listening to Pace the Nation? Did you become a card carrying member of the Pace the Nation Nation after your show, or were you a fan before you became we came on the show? You know, whenever that was a, few, uh, a year ago or so. Uh, I would say I was a Pace the Nation Nation fanboy before. Nice. Um, I think because I, I remember showing the card when I walked in the store to get <laughs> to the right. back office into the studio. But yes. uh, it, it was it was around that same time. That's when I discovered the show. Nice. Um, had to do, of course, a little research, but quickly became a fan and uh, excited to remain a nice, big fan. Man. Well, we we appreciate. And congrats! It. By the way, congrats on 250. Thank you. Episode. Appreciate. See, that's awesome. Yes, I know we're see. 252, but yep. man, that's great. Yep. See, he he does listen. Love that. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. So uh, thank you, Neil. Appreciate it. We all, I love the, the pats on the back. So that's good. Um, so, <laughs> so he already knows how to butter you up if yeah, you listen totally, to that many absolutely. shows. So, a lot so do we need to revisit the dancing stars? Yeah. So we'll talk about it. Oh yeah. Well, we've, we've got, you know, there's, there's some things we could talk <laughs> yeah, about. There. So we do want to talk, <laughs> we do want to talk about, uh, the, the dancing with the stars. You partner with, uh, the uh, Dancing with the Stars event that happens every year. That's not happening this year, but we could talk about that. We want to talk about the road race that you put on. But before we get into that, uh, recap for us. Uh, a tra- I-, I-, I said before you came on a tragic event in 2014 that you turned into something positive. Uh, tell us about Jennifer Bush Lawson. Yeah, so Jennifer was, was my wife uh, of almost 10 years. And um, 
in uh, early 2014, uh, she suffered a tragedy. She was at, here locally, in the center of the universe, Arlington, <laughs> uh, she was at um, Nottingham Elementary, actually volunteering for one of my son's um, elementary's uh, first kindergarten class. And she was back out of the car, uh, putting our daughter in the car, and a, uh, a dump truck uh, swerved and, and struck her. And um, she was rushed to Fairfax County Hospital, given the best treatment available, uh, but uh, ultimately and unfortunately um, succumbed to her, her wounds and passed away. And um, she and I, for, uh, for our, our three children at the time, we had uh, all three children had difficult, well, she had difficult uh, pregnancies, and all three children had diff- difficult um, births. They were all born premature. All three of them spent time in the neonatal intensive care unit. And we increasingly became aware of how fortunate we were to have access to world-class healthcare and doctors. Um, and what was very scary for the first instance, new parents, and even the third time, uh, extremely scary. Uh, we realized that um, even here in Arlington, that not everyone in the community has the same access to resources that we did. So we felt very fortunate uh, and we felt compelled to try to find ways to, to make a change. And so even while Jim was still alive, uh, we started to do some small donations uh, to the Virginia Hospital Center, which is where our children were born, and uh, try to explore other ways in which we might, um, might make a difference. And so uh, after losing Jim in the wake of my grief, um, or really in the beginning of my grief, um, it was very clear to me that uh, I needed to do something to honor her memory. She was an amazing mother, mm-hmm. um, poured her heart and soul into raising and caring for our children, just like all mothers do. Um, she's not unique in that way. I got to see it firsthand, so I was overwhelmed mm-hmm. with how amazing it was. Um, but, uh, you know, it was clear to me that um, she would want me to try and uh, carry on the ideas that we had discussed and um, try to help bring access and break down barriers to those who are less fortunate. So economically vulnerable mothers-to-be uh, and, and new mothers um, starting here in Arlington. So launched the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation uh, with the uh, vision of giving mothers and babies a fair start at life. And uh, one of the, you know, our inaugural events was uh, a 5K because Jen was an avid runner. Mm-hmm. She had run many of the Pacers events um, yeah. while she was alive. Uh, our favorite being the GW Classic, nice. and um, she. Uh, so that was that was just a, a clear place to start, and that's how we we launched JBLF. So Neil, you know, let's let's talk about some of the amazing results of what the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation has 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 resulted. Uh, over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. This is from your website. Over two hundred fifty thousand dollars of a contribution and grants. Um, what? What kind of grants are we talking about uh, that that you guys give, and where does where does that money go? Yeah, great question. So we have done a number of things over the years. Um, when we first launched the foundation, we had an amazing partner in the Virginia Hospital Center, um, and they really helped us fund the events as beneficiaries of of the monies we raised. And in that partnership, we were able to make grants to do things like pay for wellness care for over two hundred. Uh, newborns for the first 12 months of life. Uh, we provided transportation vouchers for mothers who had to make decisions between working and taking breaks and buying groceries and spending money on transportation to get to, to well cares during pregnancy um, uh, and a, a number of things along the way. And, and most recently, um, 
with the Virginia Hospital Center, we provided funding to launch a telemedicine program for economically vulnerable women who had high-risk pregnancies. Um, and we continue to fund the operations of, of that initiative. Uh, we have also written grants um, to other organizations. Uh, in 2019, we wrote a $25,000 grant to Children's National um, Hospital uh, to help launch a, uh, a research program into mental health in African-American women, um, wow. African-American women in uh, the tri-state area. Uh, you know, they, they suffer um, from uh, barriers, uh, socioeconomic barriers that uh, prevent them from getting the same level of care. And, uh, and, and, and because of that, the statistics on infant uh, and maternal mortality uh, the amount of well visits that are um, that are seen, those numbers are just are, are atrocious. And so uh, we're doing our small part with Children's, who is really doing the heavy lifting and doing the research project um, to find out why that's the case and and how to work around those. Uh, we're also this year doing um, baby bundles uh, during the pandemic. Uh, we're providing funding for um, Virginia Hospital Center to secure strollers. Um, nutrition, pack in place, so babies have a safe place uh, to sleep at night um, to help mothers overcome the hurdles with uh, breastfeeding. Uh, really, again, all these things to try to help give mother and baby uh, a fair start at life. And then also here in 2020, we have launched um, an initiative and written a grant for a feeding families initiative uh, in the heart of coronavirus. Um, when these families are already at a greater risk and forcing them to find resources for their next meal and then having to go out and secure that next meal is just another um, uh, another misfortune or, or challenge that they face that not everyone else does. And so through uh, a Feeding Families initiative, uh, we have provided funding um, for meals for economically vulnerable pregnant women uh, and, uh, and their families, actually, and uh, so far, we have, we're coming up on almost 4,000 meals provided out of this wow. initiative. Dude, that's a cool and, uh, and hoping to continue, continue doing more of that as well. So those are some of the things that we've been doing. That's, and you can find details, JenniferBushLawsonFoundation.org. Uh, you can donate there, too. Um, and you said it started, you know, sort of the, the fundraising part of it started with a road race. And f it's really a family fun day. Super challenging this year, obviously, um, but you guys have found a way to, to, to do something, right? So what's on tap for this fall? So for this fall, um, we, like everyone, have been monitoring the situation and, and trying and hoping and praying that we can get as close to what we've done in the past, but that's just, just not possible. Right. Um, and to, to start talking about the JBLF 5K is to start with thanking the Knights of Columbus, which is where we've held sure. the annual event. And they have been, I mean, they were really assisting us before the foundation was even created. Um, they reached out to support the family and have been amazing platinum sponsors of, of the foundation. Because of county COVID restrictions, unfortunately, we cannot hold a road race at the Knights of Columbus because we can't close streets. Mm -hmm. um, and so, unfortunately, we're not holding it at their uh, property this year, although they would love to have us and we would love to be there. Uh, we are going to be at Bluemont. Okay. On the Bluemont Trail this year, uh, and we're going to do a, uh, a an in-person road race that is going to be capped at 250 runners. Um, we're going to stagger the start times for the race. 
um, so that not too many people are, are, are standing around. So right. 15 to 20 minute increments between corrals of 30 to 40 people will have, you know, all the common sense restrictions. You know, when you get there, mask up until you cross the start line. You can take the mask down for the run unless you can't socially distance in a pack and then you need to put it back up. Uh, and then once you cross the finish line, you'll put the mask back up. Um, but, you know, people, we're, we've only been, the, the races, registration's only been open for a few days, maybe a week now, uh, and we're already getting great results. So we yeah. fully expect to, to sell that out um, because we got an amazing partner uh, helping us make it happen, uh, Pacers. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, there will also be, for those that aren't comfortable with that or, or it doesn't fit their schedule, uh, we have a virtual run as well. Uh, and there's going to be 30 days um, for the virtual one, from the, or not 30 days, but it's from uh, November 13th through the 21st. Uh, people can register, do a virtual 5K, and upload their results, actually through your system, yep. uh, to be included in, um, in the results of the race at large. Uh, we're going to try to do some creative uh, competition categories in that, like the most elevation gain, most dogs run. Maybe we'll try to look at people who have, registered for multiple events or multiple years and see if we can find any streaks and recognize streaks of runners. And yes, we'll allow streaks with asterisks and without <laughs> if you're counting. And, um, <laughs> and we got to get this guy's our pitch man for pace the nation. He is dialed. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my only goal is to make Doc proud. Yes. Um, and <laughs> the, uh, and then we're also doing a fun month, um, where instead of the fun day, they're going to be, uh, if you register for the fun day, we'll have um, some crafts and gifts and games and things that the kids can do at home. Mm-hmm. And we're working on doing a scavenger hunt where we will get over a month where we get um, people out in the community, seeing some of our sponsors, doing some fun scavenger hunt type events in a socially distanced and safe way. But, you know, still trying to get people out in the community, get them out exercising, um, and uh, most importantly, trying to raise awareness and funds uh, for a cause to help, um, those in need. So, so Neil, uh, you know, a big, uh, another big fundraiser for you, I, the, the DC dancing with the stars gala, which, uh, you know, we've been a part of for the last uh, few years here. So, you know, again, it's difficult that that's, it's not happening. Um, and it's deferring to, to 2021. Um, how are you guys going to make up? I mean, you, you just, you, you were able to raise so much money. Like, how are you going to make up that Delta? And I'm sure all foundations are struggling with that. Yeah. So that's, that's a great question. And first I got to say, Julie, you got screwed. You were awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You yeah. did such an split awesome funds. job. Split yes. funds. Split two yes. dancers versus I one. I know. That's true. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, and I actually was going to say, and, and maybe this is not appropriate, but there Please. are some incredible sponsors who, um, donate on on behalf of Jennifer Bush Lawson, and they save their donation to that evening. Oh, so Neil's while while you out. while you think it's me and you, right. it's it's oh, it wasn't it's my Neil dancing. behind the scenes making it happen. Well, let's let's talk about the dancing in a second here. But uh, you, how, how do you think <laughs> how do you think that are are there ways that you can make up the difference? Because you do, you know, gain so much money at these events. Yeah. Yeah, so we, I mean, we uh, we will definitely have to adjust and we will have to change our expectations a little bit. Um, so we are still planning to do an event in lieu of uh, the DC Dancing Stars. Um, we're actually going to do a virtual fashion show. Mm, um, cool. And the, the DC Dancing Stars organization, CJ Coakley, 
family. They they looked at it and it's just for the obvious reason they can't pull it off this year. But we are partnering with one of their other designated charities, the Raymond A. Wood Foundation, and we're going to do a, a a virtual fashion show. So it's going to be a live event, sort of a sip and style sofa edition. Uh, we might cool. be providing cool. some food for those that are um, going to be watching it, maybe having some things delivered to homes. We'll have 10 or 15 local boutiques who will do you know, a virtual fashion show. And, and that's not, you know, it'd be great if that covers the gap. Uh, yeah. It probably won't. Um, so we are, you know, we are asking our, our, you know, our community to do what they can. Um, and, and that's going to be different this year. I will say that, you know, because we're not putting on as large of an event and we're not doing the fun day, um, not to get on the boring topic of financial statements, but because <laughs> we're not spending the same um, to put on as large an event, the dollars will go a little farther because our expenses will be a little lower. We're always very frugal with that in the first instance. Um, but, uh, you know, the event at Bluemont is not going to require the same. Columbus. Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So um, we are we are hopeful that while our total revenues will be down, our net revenues will be in the same ballpark and we'll be able to continue to do um, some good work in the community. Well, I think uh, it, it's it's good to know that Chris Farley honeymoons as a runway model. So if you need <laughs> well, any extra <laughs> runway models for this virtual I do want uh, to be fashion involved. show. He he is dying to get involved. I'm gonna write I it. will volunteer his volunteer activity. Neil, I'll write a check. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um, I do. Oh, I like this. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about. So, so the dancing. So we we had Maria on last year. We've had Jen, your your former executive director, on. She danced. Uh, Jen's Ju- on the board now. Jen's on the board now. Um, yep. Uh, Julie danced last year. I danced the year before. I uh, danced last year. You did something yeah, the year I wasn't before. That <laughs> Jen, but but really, Neil, you started it all. I mean, you were the first Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation uh, member to actually do this dance. Like, why? How did that start? <laughs> why did you subject yourself to this? Because if people don't know, I mean, this thing is like... Like it's, it's serious. It is serious. Months and months of practice. Tuxedo, yeah. I mean, you got to come dressed to the nines tuxedo. I mean, it is, it is serious when, when you're in a tuxedo, that's serious to me. Uh, but yeah. Why, <laughs> why Neil? Well, did, did you not see a video replay of my performance? Oh, we got to tweet that out. Steve, can we tweet that out at pace the nation? <laughs> I, I, I think I did. And you were pretty darn good. Blows us off. No, 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 no. I, I needed the help. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, you know, it was, uh, much like I imagine it might have been for you, uh, Julie was a natural, so I don't pretend right. to think that she had the same stress or challenges <laughs> you and I did. Right. But it was um, it was something adventurous to step out of my comfort zone, which you know can many times lead to good things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the the Coakley family are dear friends of ours, and it's something that they had, had asked us to do and invited us to participate in. Uh, and it's you know ultimately it was for a good cause. We have you know through the, the through the many years that we've done this, four years now. Uh, and many thanks to you and Julie mm-hmm. uh, as part of this, we've raised over three hundred and thirty thousand um, dollars from that event. So, wow. so wow. that you know, I, I couldn't have predicted it would have been that successful, uh, and I certainly can't claim it's that successful because of my performance. I think the performances <laughs> have gotten better, and the monies we have raised have gone higher in in line with the quality of the performance. But uh, it's it was something that was going to be a great benefit to the foundation. 
uh, have me step outside of um, my comfort zone, mm-hmm. do something new and exciting in a time where that was probably not a bad thing for me to do yeah. um, in my own journey. And, um, and I don't know why, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put this out there. I think 2021, we got to get now you've done it. Julie's done it. I've oh, done it. I'm signing up to be an alumni dancer okay. if Javier okay. will meet me there. All right, but we got to get Docs. Docs is the only one on the podcast currently. So we got to get well, Docs on, in on. there. We don't, it's a little, it's a, we, we can talk about that. It's a little premature. We'll, okay. That'll be the Docs 2021 campaign if it's not successful <laughs> this year. The election do- campaign. Docs, are you in if Neil can get you? Because I'm buying a table. If Docs is doing the dance, I'm buying a table for sure. I, I like I like the I like the branding the Doc 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's I think it's really unfair to put Neil on the spot here on the it show. Is, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like like Harley and, and, and put any pressure on right, you. Right, right. Well, we we can we can talk we can talk offline, but uh, I think he would be a great candidate. Um, my personal opinion. I feel like the the only times you've ever seen me me dance though you you overindulge the Miller life. Yes, you have no yeah. idea how bad an idea this is. That's true. I do know what Chris Farley looks like when he's dancing when he's been overindulged yeah, in Miller right. Lite. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's not a pretty sight. But... <laughs> is it any different than when he hasn't overindulged? So, so Neil, as we transition from that conversation about the, the Dancing with the Stars Gala, uh, looking forward to the 21 uh, edition. And you're right, man. Uh, the, the Coakley family puts on an, uh, an amazing event. So we look forward to that coming back um, in person in 2021. Um, but you are, um, you are, you're busy with this foundation, but this isn't the only thing you're doing. And it's actually, you've got a, a team that works with you on the foundation, a somewhat new executive director director is there. Yes. Kelly Garrity, um, has, uh, who was on the board and will remains on the board. But, um, when Jen Myers stepped down, um, Kelly stepped in and, uh, they, uh, have, have both been amazing resources in, in both capacities, but Kelly is our full-time executive director now, um, and she is doing an amazing job. Um, she has a long history of um, working with nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. in the healthcare space, and so it, it just made all the sense in the world. Um, and she is setting us up for many many more years of success and. And really helping to navigate the challenges of uh, the COVID world uh, as, as well as you could expect, um, and we are we are in good hands and grateful that uh, awesome. she was willing to step into to that role. She's doing a great job. That's great. Well, you need the team because you also have a lot going on. You're starting. Um, is it a, is it a new foundation? Tell us about feeding families. Uh, so, feeding families is the name of the initiative okay. um, that that JBLF is doing. It's partnering with an organization called Two Plates, which is a company, it's a benefit corporation uh, that I started uh, this year. Uh, and Benefit Corporation is, it is a for-profit entity, but it has a social mission. Uh, and the social mission of Two Plates is to feed underserved communities and to help put out-of-work kitchen staff back to work. Um, at its core, it is a home meal uh, delivery service that uh, is delivers easy to reheat food that is of high quality. It allows you to put a restaurant quality results uh, on your dining room table in 10 minutes with basically one pot, one pan. I kind of 
describe it as the glamping of the culinary world. <laughs> you know, people say they want to camp, but they usually don't really yeah, want to camp. Right. Um, and people like the idea of cooking, but not many people have the time or the desire or the aptitude to do it regularly. And so this, this is designed to make it easy, but still give them um, healthy, high-quality meals. But more importantly, proceeds from those commercial sales go to fund uh, meals for uh, underserved communities and individuals. Uh, and as part of the work we do, uh, we are putting uh, some kitchen staff back to work. And in the, in the sort of infancy of this initiative, the Lebanese Taverna, um, Friends with the Family running the Lebanese Taverna organization, they ha- were just so wonderful to kind of be fuel on my fire for two plates. Uh, much like the Virginia Hospital Center was for the foundation, mm-hmm. they have given um, us access to their commissary kitchen, uh, and we are subsidizing um, some of their staff to do the cooking for us. So we are helping to keep their staff uh, gainfully employed, That's working huge. on uh, initiatives for the Feeding Families Project and for Two Plates. And so, and this is also, you know, and and in the food world, it's just been a passion of mine for years that I'm finally trying to realize um, as a business, but as a business that does um, good for others. So it's two plates, you know, spelled out T-W-O plates.co uh, is where you can go and, and look at it if you're interested. Um, maybe most notably is that, you know, through links there, you can donate if you wanted to donate sure. meals um, for individuals. And so two plates is doing all of the uh, cooking for the Feeding Families Initiative. Uh, we've had grants from the foundation proper itself. Uh, we've had grants from companies like uh, Arate, um, and that is providing the funding for two plates to, to do um, the cooking. And like I said, we're, we're approaching 4,000 meals prepared and delivered um, uh, through next week, actually. So wow. it's twoplates.co. Um, so you, you, you said you're, you're, you're in, in the cooking i mean again something i can't relate this guy's a do-gooder which i i I can relate to that but he's into cooking i've heard that we need to figure out how post-covid to get an invitation to neil's house among all of the (laughs) ventures that he's got going on and and take a seat at the table and just and just wait test some stuff out on us uh what, what what's your best dish that you cook Probably better than mine, mac mac and cheese. Uh, <laughs> my best dish, and uh, you know, so there's there's staples, and then there's one I kind of try to go over the top. I used to do, and might start doing again, sort of really fancy meals for as a business development exercise, where you know it's like a five course tasting with uh, you know beef cheeks and um, you know, seventy two hour short ribs. Mm. Um, Scallops. I like to do a lot of sous vide cooking and a lot of grilling, and so a lot of the dishes for two plates. I probably the best thing coming out of two plates. My favorite—they're all good—but my favorite thing coming out of two plates is probably a uh, uh, sort of an Asian soy marinated flank steak uh, with garlic polenta. Um, wow, that's one of my favorite combinations I, I, there. I'm but, signing up for yeah. two plates in the next three <laughs> seconds. He probably doesn't have to Google like, hey, Google, how long do you cook the steak for on the grill? Hey, Google, a, how a, long do I cook the burger for? Yeah, hey, Google, how long till the, the pasta is overcooked? Right, right. Yeah, that's not, that's not what he's doing. Yeah, not what he's doing. It's, yeah. it's, in, it's in the name, Barley. He said a 72-hour steak. <laughs> so he could, right. So you leave it on the grill for 72 hours. It's easy. <laughs> That's the cheat sheet for Friday. Yes. Thank you. Oh my gosh, our house yeah, will be we, gone. We are signing up for that. That's two, 
twoplates.co. Uh, very cool, man. Um, so uh, in, in, in the same uh, vein of, of being busy, busy uh, or, or in the same topic of being busy here, uh, also recently married. Tell us about yeah. that, man. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yep. So just past our year anniversary in August, nice. um, I was uh, fortunate to, to meet an, an amazing woman and, and fall in love again and um, somehow convince another woman uh, <laughs> it was the to, cooking. to marry me. The cooking. Um, but yeah, but, but Becky also uh, is, is widowed. Mm. Uh, she lost her husband to a five-year battle of cancer wow. uh, two months before I lost Jen. Uh, and we met uh, in our gr- during our grieving process. Uh, we had some mutual friends. Um, it was it was years before we started to think about our first date. Sure. But uh, but we we met, and she, you know, my my um, my tragedy was very public, so she knew of of my story before we even met. Uh, but but we met and kept in touch, uh, and then a few years uh, after we initially met. We actually got together to talk about our foundations. She has she started her own foundation, mm-hmm. uh, Hope for Grieving Families, uh, which is a support organization for those who have suffered loss and are grieving. Um, and we sat down to. Uh, I hope she doesn't mind. I'm sure she doesn't mind me sharing. <laughs> and we just sat down to talk about strategies and how we can help each other. Yeah. Ended up uh, learning that we both. Uh, we're starting to stick our toes back in the uh, dating pool <laughs> and uh, kind of suddenly look at each other in, in a so different way now uh, in that yeah. moment. And um, she has three beautiful children. I now have three beautiful bonus children along with my uh, biological children. So, so insert the appropriate Brady Bunch joke. Right, right. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we've got a, we definitely have a full house, pun intended. Yes. Um, and, um, but it's, you know, but it's, it's wonderful. We're, we're facing challenges just like everyone else in COVID. Um, but it's such a blessing that I've been able to find such a, a special woman and, uh, and have her, uh, be my wife. And so that's, that's, that's going awesome, great. Man. And in fact, her, her foundation is also, uh, working with two plates. Um, and they are feeding some of their constituents, uh, with some grant monies that they've been able to secure as well. Um, so, you know, that's awesome. Never man. a dull moment. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, what, what age is all six of them at home? All six of them at home. Wow. We have a freshman, not freshman, a sophomore. So senior in high school. Okay. Uh, and just so sad. She's having to do her right. senior year. Oh, that's awful, man. Yeah. Um, also a sophomore, okay. um, in high school, then a seventh grader, sixth grader in middle school. Uh, an eighth grader also in middle school and then a third grader in elementary. Um, so we're spread across four different, uh, schools and two counties and, um, Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. And, lots of sport, they, and they all play sports, sports and, uh, you know, yep. so I'm how do you have time sport. for the, all, know, like, man. do you sleep? My gosh. No, no. <laughs> Uh, you know, I just like, hey, I've got, I've got a good workforce right here on demand. I've got uh, yeah, that's eight true. people in the house. We can all, all, all help out. That's yeah, true. you've got no, at least uh, one know, extra driver, too, and probably true. one driver point. in waiting. Yeah, yeah so there's, there are, are definitely some benefits, um, and but more things on, on the calendar. You spread yourself thin, and everyone understands, and you love everyone and, and do the best you can. Um, and when you make mistakes, you apologize for them and move on and recover and do better. Um, so it's, you know, every, everyone's life's crazy right now. Ours is no different. And, uh, we're, you know, we're doing the best we can with lots of prayers and <laughs> lots of learning. Dude, you're such a positive guy, man. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, 
It's the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation founder, Neil Lawson. It's JenniferBushLawsonFoundation.org. Go right now. Sign up because if you don't sign up now, I mean, the 250 spots might be over by the time or might be done by the time that this podcast airs. Uh, so go sign up for the, the in-person race. And if you can't get a spot there, uh, there's a great virtual option. Uh, it's on the 21st at Bluemont. I, 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 I run Bluemont Park. It's a great spot to run. It'll be, it'll be a great day. Uh, different day, but a great day. Um, so yeah, everybody go sign up for that now. And some virtual options for children yeah, yep. too. So that the children's packs, I was reading about online the other day. Yep. So what Neil was alluding to before with the activities and things that can be sent home, like all of us with little kids are looking for Ooh, yeah. no extra doubt. things to do these days. No doubt. Yep. And, yeah, and, we, and there will be a fun run. Uh, one of the corrals at least will be a fun run. Uh, at the race as well. So in a socially distanced and safe cool. way, we're going to get some kids out on the course too. That's awesome, man. Well, it's always, it's always a fun, I can't wait to 2021 where we're back in person. Um, cause it is a, a family fun day. And my kid loves like the, he, he loves the, the you got a little petting zoo is like goats and like other, yep. yes, my kid loves the oldest one loves that one. So, uh, this year, for, for your benefit, we'll try to put that in line of sight to the beer garden so you don't have to stress <laughs> about not being I able love to the him. beer garden. I love the beer garden. He loves the, <laughs> the goats. Oh, I bring geez. my mom. I bring my mom because Ju- Julie's usually coaching. Now she's going to be home, actually. I bring my mom. She goes to the, to the petting zoo with the kids. I go to the beer garden with Neil. You're it's, so wait, responsible. Wait, wait. Why, why can't you be at home and she could be at the beer garden? That's true. Now she can be. Now <laughs> yeah. she, she used to coach that day. Now she's going to be yep. A, yep. She's not coach anymore. So she'll be, she'll be there at the beer garden. So um, awesome, man. Yeah, and we'll check out twoplates.co as well. Uh, Neil, man, uh, always enjoy catching up. Great stuff. Um, best of luck uh, with this race and the foundation. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you all for shining a light on what we're doing and, and helping us and supporting us and making the race a great event and for everything that you guys do. I really appreciate the time. It was a ton of fun, and I hope you guys all stay safe and healthy. Thanks, dude. Thank really you, appreciate Neil. it, man. Great stuff. That's Neil Lawson. He's the founder of the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. He joined us on Pace Nation. We're going to take a quick break. Be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Neil Lawson for joining us, uh, one of our favorites. It do, I mean, it doesn't take much. Listen to the show, <laughs> give us some free, give us some free food. You know, put on a road race. <laughs> you don't even have to give us free food. You just have to tell us you're going to give us free food. Right, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> don't downplay how special Neil is no, to he us. Is, he Chris. is great. Yeah, he is great. Uh, Two uh, two websites want to plug Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation dot org, uh, two plates dot co doing great stuff at both those sites. Um, I was really cool to talk to him about two plates. I, di- I didn't realize that's that's his that's his gig now. I mean, it, he was uh, I know he's a corporate guy before. I don't know what he was doing over my head, all that stuff. But uh, he, he was probably in an office building, not being distracted by things. Right, exactly. Yes. And now I don't know how he's getting the work done um, with the six kids at home, but the guy can do it. If anybody can, he can. Uh, so, yeah, sign up for the race. Seriously, sign up for the race. It's a it's a it's a really fun day uh, in regular in, in regular years. Um, and I'm sure it will be a great day 
uh, this year as well, uh, November 21st, JenniferBushLawsonFoundation.org. All right. Um, so I wanted to get to the social media mm-hmm. uh, stories that I had. Two things going on. I wanted your guys' take on them. So there are two viral themes that are happening on social media right now. Can I guess what they I, are? I'm, I'm all, you can guess. I'm all in on one. I'm not sure about the other one. Um, what what do you think they are? Well, I, I just want to see how plugged in I am, but I, I'm guessing yep. one of them is the uh, ocean spray, uh, yeah, St- yep. Stevie Nicks video yeah. bit. Yep, yep. And and then the other yep. one is that was then. This is now. It's it's how it started, and then you have a picture of you whenever you started whatever you started, and then the second picture is how it's going. Mm-hmm. And then you have a picture of, of where you are now or, um, you know, so it's like if, if, if the podcast and, and maybe, maybe Steve, you should do a picture of that, uh, how it started, uh, from when, when we were where we were five years ago mm-hmm. and then a picture of us currently, how it's going. That one, I'm not sure about docs. Well, um, uh, on how I feel. Good bit or bad bit, I'm not sure. Okay, but uh, I don't know if it's a good bit or a bad bit, but uh, somebody did hit it out of the park. and They did, okay. And, and, and I will say, you, you know, I have ranted and raved and grinded my gears in the past about uh, how Twitter shows me stuff that other people like, and I'm like, I'm not interested mm-hmm. in that, and that's like half my feed, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But there was something in my feed that was along these lines that somebody else liked that was perfect, and it said... How it started, a kiss, how it ended, like this. And I thought, oh, that's perfect. They did it. That, that's perfect. Do you know what that's from? So it, no. How it started, a kiss, how it ended, like this. It's a song, I believe. Yes. I'm not totally yeah. tracking. How it started, started out with a kiss, how it ended, like this. It was only a kiss, it was only a kiss. Now I'm falling asleep, and she's calling a cab. He's having a smoke And she's taking a drag Now they're going to bed And my stomach is sick And it's all in my head But she's touching his chest Now he takes off her dress Now let me go Yeah, so I, I think yeah, like if, yeah. if we have to suffer through everybody else's posts To get to that finish line yeah. It was worth it The journey, okay. was, the journey uh, was worth it for this finish line uh, what's that song, Mr. Brightside, I think? Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, that's good. That's a good one. So I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I'll feel uh, – that that I, uh, that one I do like. You're right, Docs. But I will feel okay about it or good about it if, if, if Lyco is able to, to come up with a good one for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, well, I, mean, I don't know. From, think- from the podcast, what do you want? You want it to be like how it, how it started out and like we all look, look young – and we're recording right. in my house, and then <laughs> right. how how it is now is is like uh, I'm old and I'm still we're in my stupid in house, my... but nobody else is here. I've lost friends. Yeah, that's good. That is good. Good. So that, I like that. So if we could do that one from uh, at Pace the Nation, I would love to see that. Oh, you were you were um, you were suggesting Steve do one for us, not just yes, not just correct. source the internet. Oh, okay, I see. Correct. Correct. Um, I, I do like the Mr. Brightside one. Yeah. I do like the one. If Steve can do that, 
I'm not sure how I feel about the others because contrary to how this podcast portrays me, I don't like to make it all about me. And I feel like a lot of these are making it all about pe- them themselves. And I don't know. So, um, okay. Uh, okay. If you're creative with it, I'm, I'm good. I like, I like if it's um, creative, but it's also positive. And 90% of the crap on Twitter is just negative rants. True. So, uh, if, if people so, are going to be positive about something, then I, I'll, I'll look the other way. So I'm, I'm not, glad you said the, the I'm not going to dump on part. it. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm glad you said the positive part because I feel like the ocean spray bit is positive. Stevie Nicks ocean spray spray, uh, the viral video. <clears throat> well, is, Stevie Nicks was the singer, but that's not, it's, right. it's not a Steve, it's not a Stevie Nicks song. No, it's, it's not. It's, uh. Uh, it's the, uh, <laughs> do you want me to tell you or do you want to just struggle in the deep end? <clears throat> it's Fleetwood Mac. Yes. I do know that yeah. I'm struggling because my, my, my voice is failing me, but uh. a Fleetwood Mac song, a video of a guy named Dogface 208. Uh, he's on a skateboard swigging some ocean spray and it's just a fun, he's, he looks like he's having a good time. It's just a fun, carefree positive video i'm a fan also also totally random totally random right yeah and it 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 looks out of place but i i'm I'm a fan Uh so i was i I, and i like well explain the uh, the bit explain explain the bit so after after that guy posted that what happened right after he posted it then then people started uh posting hashtag dreams video of themselves on a skateboard or on, you know, moving in a vehicle or something yeah. in a vehicle. Um, there was a guy, there was the army and the helicopter. The army helicopter one was a home run. That was the best. It was a home run. Yep. The guy's singing while on a helicopter looking like he's going over, you know, Afghanistan or something. Uh, and he's drinking the ocean spray and then they sing part of the song. Is that what Afghanistan looks like? <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> <I know>. Wow. It's <laughs> no way different than I thought. <laughs> I think so. I, uh, I was not, gonna, I'm just going to say uh, for once, I was not yeah. going to touch on that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but the, what makes the video is the dog at the end. Who's got the bomber, uh, helmet on and the glasses, which I thought was pretty cool. In the army uh, one, Julie. Yes, yeah, always got to bring it back to the dogs. Yes. Uh, Julie, your favorite uh, Dreams video? Uh, probably the Dreams video. The, I like the original. The original? <laughs> All right. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Docs, well, I like, you got a favorite? I, 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 I would say I've probably only seen like three um, but mm-hmm. they've all been great. I like the army one. That was the first one that I saw, uh, which yeah. intrigued me to go down the rabbit hole. And then I, I've seen another one where there's like a chimpanzee in the back of a pickup yeah, truck. That was really good. And yep, and I think anytime good. you have a, a video with a chimpanzee drinking ocean spray, you're 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 on the right course. <laughs> knocked, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did. I did like the guy with a pumpkin head drinking a pumpkin spice latte on the skateboard, and he. Uh, drinks that and basically pours it over his head. That one was a good one too. I didn't. Uh, so I didn't yeah, see that so, one. Yeah, good. So there were some good bits. I out did there. like the pumpkin head guy. Yeah, that, that was, was a good. good one. Yeah, yeah. So she agrees. Yeah, check out the pumpkin head one. But at, at the end uh, of the so, day, what's what's fascinating for me is 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 how people just kind of latched onto this and and did it. You know, like yeah. and replicated it. That's always a, that's a, that's an interesting wave. Like how how that wave got momentum. How it goes viral is really interesting. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but um, I'm sure there'll be a an education major in college someday about how you know studying the viral. statistics and the yeah. psychological uh, components that go into making a and video go viral. Yeah, and your and your final project is you have to make a viral video, and and your grade right. is based on the number of of likes, how many views, yeah. right. number of replications. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, well, well, that was uh. So that was good, a good bit, and then an, eh, an average bit, unless Steve can work his magic uh, for me on social media, because I am, uh, I, I should teach a class. Um, all right. Um, the, oh, you did something thing, happen? You used to teach a class. Now you should teach a class. Right. Did you get fired? <laughs> right, I did. Yes. Well, <laughs> is your COVID. university We're no longer accredited? Yeah, yes. Why is why is anyone going to pay for your class if you're giving away the information That's for true. free on yeah. air? Yeah. Julie, well, this is this is this taste. is the uh this is a taste of what you can get from the class. The teaser. The teaser. Oh, yeah. got it. All right. Well, we did want to uh, switch over to some running. Uh Docs has got a story and then Julie wanted to touch on uh the Minnesota Track program. Uh let's start with the Minnesota Track program, which I'll call um really disappointing uh decision that the this is uh, the most bizarre decision made. I've ever yeah. heard. They yeah. cut the men's indoor track team and not the men's or men's outdoor track team. Which is crazy. So for those who aren't familiar with track programs, if you don't have indoor track, you're probably you, you know, if you're if you're an athlete who wants to compete both seasons, you're probably not going to go to Minnesota just cuz they have one they, they only have one season. So I think that's an, a disadvantage in recruiting to Minnesota. I don't even know if I can explain how dumb this is. <laughs> like, I don't even know if it's worth going into like, I think I, I think people just need to know that this is the, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Okay. No, Julia, it's, it's pretty a, dumb. It's a good compromise because they free up all of those, uh, uh, indoor scholarships. Uh, I know that's the thing. <laughs> all those indoor scholarships, the way the way it's all divided. Right, right, right. People yeah. don't know you. You get a track and field yeah. scholarship. It's it doesn't matter if it's indoor or outdoor. It's not it's per right. season. Right. Yeah, it's a good thing they can also let go of all of those indoor track coaches that they hire <laughs> yeah. separate yeah. from those outdoor they, track. Yeah, exactly. Coaches. They can cut their coaching staff in half. I like this. I like this. The uh, funny thing is, is <laughs> I, I don't know if it was the AD or the president that was making this announcement, but they they said, well how much money is that actually going to save, right? And I mean, I I just came from running a, a cross-country indoor and outdoor track program. Minnesota's program and roster is much larger than ours. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, the amount of money that they actually save is so much. minimal right. because it's just all they're saving is travel costs. Right. Yeah. Every other piece of infrastructure remains the same. I like you guys mocking it. What else can it's you say? It's so that dumb. <laughs> that was good. I can't even think of anything more dumb and also more tone deaf in the city of Minneapolis. Right. You fit and, and fifty percent less uniforms, fifty percent less shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Those spikes. Um, Send I, them I back. Think that, I think that is important um, to note. To note that it, it's a little tone deaf in this you know city where there was maybe the start of this year's racial injustice movement um, where they're cutting a program that has 50%, uh, you know, people of color. Is that, is that accurate? Would you would say that a track program is 50% um, well, uh, people of color? I would say that, that uh, track and field teams are, are 
uh, out of out of the sports out there, track and field teams are are the most diverse. Mm-hmm. This and so Chris Chavez gave this statistic. It okay. says actually it's not. Um, it's a quote by someone named Dancing Dinks. It says by cutting their men's track team, the University of Minnesota has cut. 85% of their non-revenue producing black athlete roster spots while only cutting 48% of their non-revenue producing roster spots overall. That's functionally racist. So they cut 85% of their non-revenue generating. So a revenue generating sport would probably just be football and basketball. Football and basketball. So take those out. Mm-hmm. So 85%. And in Minnesota, their, probably wow. curling as well. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's revenue generating. Though, Rev- revenue generating curling. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so wow. 85%. It is so tone deaf. Oh, wow. It is really sad. That is sad. Uh, so the. Oh, I'm sorry. Dancing Dinkin. Uh, Dancing Dinks is Russell Dinkins, who ran for Princeton. He was the one who started that huge campaign for uh, Brown. Okay. So he was the one who wrote the letter and really started to rally the troops around um, fighting the decision at Brown that eventually was overturned. So, so this decision was initially cutting the men's track program. Now they've just decided just to cut the. NFL. Yeah, they were they were going to leave cross country and um, cut men's indoor and outdoor track. And apparently, like right before they made the you know announcement, they yanked they, outdoor track off the list. Off the table. It's so, so bizarre. It's, it's a compromise. Yeah. It's a compromise. But let me let me ask you this question. And 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 I'm asking this. Obviously, I've been making fun of the decision. But mm. uh, does anybody really love indoor track anyway? Like I love indoor track. There are the the schools that grew up with indoor track like love indoor track. I oh, think you, Minnesota would. I, I I kind of would rather just train through the winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and get an early get it get but, an early start on outdoor. I mean, there's an argument. That's for a that. that's and that's definitely a distance runner's like perspective too. You know, because mm-hmm. it's hard to go cross country indoor and outdoor. It's a pretty rigorous three sport year. But certainly for our track based athletes, not, you've now taken out fifty percent of their opportunity. And then, um, I don't know about you about you like in high school. They were considered three separate sports, so you could letter in all three. But in college, indoor and outdoor track was the same sport. Or no? Well, interesting. No, it's not. It's uh, yeah. It so was it, even cross country too. Tra- in college track and field, one athlete that competes in cross country, indoor, and outdoor is actually considered three athletes because um, they categorize it as three separate sports. So they're essentially cutting. Um, a whole sport. Wow. They don't differentiate the two. Um, so that's where they start to work those equivalency numbers and title nine numbers and participation numbers as they can yank, um, a sport and still keep those athletes. But essentially it, it disintegrates the program. I mean, how many, how many sprint based or throwing based or uh, jumps based individuals are going to be like, Oh yeah, that sounds good. I'm going to go to Minnesota and only run one season yeah. a year. Okay. Yeah, I so mean, your perspective is, your perspective is interesting and, and probably true for some distance runners docs, but yeah. Well, here, but so those... here's, here's my other thought. So based on what you just said, Julie, you, you're in the tough position. You're, you're the athletic director at the University of Minnesota. And, and the president comes to you and says, you need to cut something because uh, we have too many sports. You need to cut a sport. 
uh, when you're talking about that, it almost seems like they they were trying to pull the wool over the the president's eyes by saying, "Cool, we just eliminated all of these. Uh, you know, we we eliminated right. the sport and and these athletes." And there and then he's like turning around, he's like, "Don't tell him you do both sports." Right, yeah, right, no, right, seriously, right. No, don't tell right. him how much money we're not yeah. actually going to be saving right. by doing and, this. And right. the and the right. athletic directors right. like, if you guys don't shut up, I'm actually going to have to cut a sport and eliminate scholarships and eliminate athletes. Please keep it down. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, we had Neil on the Random Row Hotline. Uh, Random Row Beer is, of course, in Charlottesville on Preston Avenue. Uh, so you can go check them out in Charlottesville. Whenever you're in Charlottesville, and, of course, you can buy Random Row Beer, get it delivered to you, uh, coldcountrysalmon.com. All right. I had uh, Before we get to Docs, I had a big announcement that I've teased, and I'm ready to uh, come out and tell everybody what's going on. That's my that's my drum drum roll. It's fabulous. Could you, could you guys get the drum roll? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I uh, think I told you before to don't do that, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Some exciting news uh, from the Pacers Running family. Uh, first week of November, Pacers Running will be opening their seventh location in Georgetown. Can I get a clap that up, please? Thank you. Thank you. We're very excited. I thought it was the election. No, 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 no. Little did we know this was a, a bigger announcement. Yes, exactly. So we are uh, excited to have our seventh location in Georgetown. Does that mean you have seven stores in Georgetown? No, no, no. Good point. Good point. Let me phrase that. Let me phrase it. Might that. be a little bit saturated. Yeah, I don't think we need seven stores in Georgetown. Thank you for clarifying, Docs. We're opening one location in Georgetown. It will be our seventh location. Overall. Uh, in Georgetown? Overall. 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 Yes, okay. Thank you. All right. I'm glad you It's an infinite loop until you close it, Farley. <laughs> right. Overall. Thank you. All right. Uh, 3271 M Street. We'll be right on M Street uh, in Georgetown. So, uh, first week of November, uh, there'll be more information at runpacers.com. Really exciting uh, news. Uh, we feel like uh, the running community uh, is is got a little gap there in Georgetown. Really excited to to bring Pacers running to Georgetown. It'll be a pop up location. Um, it will. We'll is it a pop up location? We'll officially call it a pop up location. Uh, but we are it's a fairly long lease for a pop-up. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to be there. For we're a couple of years. For sure. Yeah, okay. we're going to be there. We're going to initially label it as a pop-up. Uh, we're going to bring some community running to, to back Georgetown. to Georgetown. You got it. Yep. So we're really excited about that. So, yeah, thank you for clarifying. We're not opening seven stores in November. We're opening one store uh, that'll be our seventh location. I'd be November. really interested on what the business plan would be for seven <laughs> stores. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. Uh, Docs, um, you're going to have to follow that up. Um, you know, that was really exciting news from us. But uh, you had a, a story or, or you wanted to share uh, about your, your first road race that, that is happening soon. No. Uh, what I want to talk to you is I want to do another Tales from the Trails. I already ran oh, my first. Tales from the Trail. Yeah, I already ran okay. my first race of the season. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for caring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 
I missed that. Okay, so this is another Thanks for caring, t- Chris. Tales from the, tra- from tales the Trails, from the trails from man. The only reason yes. I run okay. is for these stories. Yes. What happened this time? So I'm running down the trail on four mile run near Bluemont, which which is where the race is going to be. Uh, and I, I was kind of right. giddy when we were talking to our guest Neil. I wanted to I wanted to be like, oh, that's where my race was, but I didn't want you know you know how I'm a spoilers. Yeah, you don't want to. Yep. Yeah. So so I'm running down the trail, and I come up behind a woman who's walking with her kid, who's probably like four or five years old, and he's on a small bike. And as I as I okay. pass them. It's a two-wheeler. And as, as I pass him, the kid starts pedaling faster and keeps pace with me. So I look at oh, him. Man. I look at him, and he's staring at me with this big smile on his face. So I ask him, are we racing? And he goes, yes. And he starts pedaling really fast and, 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 and picks up the pace. So I stride out for the first time since the Lyndon Johnson administration – Oh my God. And I start cruising on this trail with this kid flying on his bike next to me. And the woman behind us, she starts laughing and asks, Are you racing? And the kid says, Yes. So he then says to me, Look how fast I'm going, which was awesome. And that's great. And it's true. We are flying down the the trail. I mean, like, I, I, I really was opening up my stride. And I would have loved to have gone another three miles at that pace. And I'm sure I could have. Uh, but there was like a family <laughs> on a family bike trip coming at us the opposite way. And they had bad family etiquette. They were taking up 90% of the trail. So I, so, oh, no. so I told the kid, I was like, okay, this is good. We have to stop here. And he just looked, I was, I was really afraid you were going to end with a, with the kid <laughs> crashing into this family, he, which could have happened. Had you not saved him? Good call. No, I mean, I was, I was really afraid of that because you know, the kid was a little bit on all over the trail as well. And, but he he was remarkably well behaved for a kid that just took off on on whoever was watching him uh, to participate in a race. Like I was like, okay, this is you know, he, and and he just kind of stopped when I said that. But he looked at me so expectantly, and he asks, "Who won?" And I was <laughs> and, and I was That's like, awesome. I was so like, cool. you did, bud. You're so fast. And I gave him a thumbs up, and nice. and he just beamed and turned around and proudly told told the woman that he won oh that's the cutest i love it it. that's so cool you know what that that story could have been negative in in doc's being angry that he lost but we've it's a positive story because oh i i lied to the kid i i crushed him (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome all right great show guys we gotta close this up because docs has got to get out there on the trail Get, get us a good story from tonight well, I think, like, judging by the position of the sun, my story tonight might be I might not make it back. Right, right, right. right. All right, well, that will be next next week's show. Uh, <laughs> on this week's show, thanks to, again to Neil Lawson for joining us, uh, of course, at the Jennifer Bush Lawson Foundation. Sign up for his road race on November 21st at org. All right. For Williamy Docs and Julie Cully, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space Nation. We will see you next week.
So Neil first appeared on our show in October 2017. That was episode 127. Mm-hmm. And yep. now 125 episodes later, he's back. Uh, if you keep this pattern, I, I, I expect to, to talk to you again on episode 325. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's only going to be – what episode will it be for the jacket then? Will it be yeah. or <laughs> You'll be in the five. It'll, it'll be, be in the five. five. Four fifty yeah. and five seventy five. I think. Yeah. Oh, five, the, five, jack- the elusive jacket. If we're doing this show at five seventy five, man, somebody better <laughs> give me a jacket, <laughs> like a gold jacket. I want the real deal. A straight jacket. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. <laughs> <laughs>